This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity with Dan Monroe. Okay, welcome back to Brojo Online. And today we are going to be talking about power and being powerful. Now the reason I want to talk about this is because while... You know, I've coached so many hundreds of people now, and one of the key concepts that keeps coming up is the concept of power, being powerful versus being powerless. And this is often attached to the concept of freedom, powerful being free, powerless being imprisoned or without freedom. And while most people come to me with a problem that doesn't sound like this, it always ends up being this problem. They feel powerless in a situation, that's their big barrier. They feel like they don't have freedom of choice. Today, I want to challenge the notion that you've ever been powerless and that you're always powerful. And I want to challenge that by pointing out that power is a perspective. It is not a physical position. We're going to look into that today. So if you have any beliefs that power requires money or popularity or physical strength or status or anything like that, listen in. Because I'm going to be putting that belief to the test today. Most painful emotions are around powerlessness, aren't they? Helplessness. Depression is a really deep form of powerlessness often. Anxiety is the fear that you're about to be powerless in a situation. It's a sense of victimization, powerlessness. The sense that somebody else has control over you. And that that person can wield that power in a way that will harm you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. So ultimately, power is most defined by freedom of choice. When people say someone's powerful because they're wealthy, they mean they can afford to do whatever they want. When someone says they're powerful because they're strong, it means they're intimidating and can prevent others from stopping them doing what they want. When someone says they're powerful because they're popular or politically powerful, It's because they can get a lot of agreement from others that will allow them to do what they want. That power concept is always about freedom of choice, isn't it? You're powerful if you have freedom of choice. Now, a lot of people think that being powerful means having a big range of options. And I really want to challenge that today. My point I'm going to keep making today is powerful means knowing that you have freedom of choice, which is something you've always had. So like I said, most of my clients, their real problem is lacking in freedom, which comes from a perception that they're powerless. I want to start with an example. Uh, one of my favorite binge-watch shows is Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm not particularly unique there. And one of the things I love about Games of Thrones, uh, Games of Thrones is the political and self-development themes that run through the background of the program. You know, the characters develop themselves and they face challenges and they're all imperfect. And and one of the one of the themes running through is power. In particular, this is represented by the Lannister family in the program. They're the ones that are kind of in charge the entire time. And there's a conversation in one of the earlier seasons where Cersei, the, the queen, or she's about to become the queen, talks about power and she says, Power is just shadows on the wall. And I really, really liked that analogy, that metaphor for power. Uh, external political power being shadows on the wall. It's an illusion. You make people think you're powerful and then you are powerful. So this is the kind of power that most people recognize. You know, uh, what, what they're talking about in the Game of Thrones example is if the 
if the general population realized how big and strong they were, they would just take over the Lannisters. Boom, just like that. They would totally overpower them. They could smash them easily. They outnumber them by so many that even their armies couldn't make a difference. But the Lannisters hold on to power because they continue to allow people to believe or coerce people into believing that they are more powerful than that. It's not worth rising up against them. So the reason I use this example is not because I agree with this concept of power. I think power is something more subtle than that. But because it it demonstrates the illusory nature of power, that power only exists as long as those shadows on the wall dance. As soon as someone looks to be powerless, they lose all power. And I want you to keep this in mind as we go on, because this is what applies to you. When you think you're powerful, you are. And when you think you're not, you're not. Your belief in the power creates it. It's this kind of weird paradox. That all politicians know, when everyone thinks they're powerful, they are. And as soon as a politician gets himself into some sort of scandal, their power disappears. Because people don't no longer see them as powerful. Because there's two types of power. One is power over others, and that's a fear-based power. So you take power from people by force. By force of fear. So a politician might be, say, uh, Vladimir Putin, Putin, whatever, however you pronounce it. He's a fear-based power person. People are afraid of him because they think he's powerful, and they're afraid of what they'll do if they rise against him. If he was found to be powerless, if he was shown to be vulnerable, they would destroy him. He doesn't have the real support of a respected leader, which we'll talk about soon. Well, he does kind of in Russia, but around the world. He's kind of like Donald Trump. If he was shown to be vulnerable, he'd get taken apart. So they... they they use the shadows on the wall to create the illusion of power. Rich people do this with their, like, showing off with their wealth. They make it look like they're too rich to be challenged. Really extroverted, kind of braggart type people can do this with social situations. They be loud and overbearing. It makes them seem like they're the leader, so they get given the leadership position, even though they may be quite an ineffective leader. And on and on. That's fear-based power, where you create the illusion that other people have something to lose by challenging your powerful position. It's a very tentative form of power. What we've seen throughout human history is this form of power almost always falls down. In fact, it always falls down. Look how massive the Roman Empire was. It still couldn't keep the shadows on the wall long enough. Now, there's a different kind of power, and that's the one I want to look at today. And that's a power that's formed by respect. And that's a power where you're powerful within yourself before anyone else is even involved. There's no need to create fear-based power because you are complete before you interact with somebody else. So anybody, any power position that comes from this platform is given power. People respectfully give you power rather than you taking it out of fear. And this is the nothing to lose type approach. See, an uprising, like when uh, when a, a dictator is, is, you know, there's a coup and a dictator is destroyed, is what happens when the fear goes away and is replaced by the anger being mistreated. The populace rises up against, when they realize that the power is just shadows on the wall, their fear goes away and they swarm. But when you're given power out of respect because you already respect yourself and you are already powerful within yourself, 
then any vulnerabilities you show will not be dived on. They will be respected. You will be supported through those vulnerabilities. And I'll give you an example of this. I first discovered my real first taste of power when I worked for the Department of Corrections and I became a manager, a leader of a team. And I had, I had witnessed throughout my time there what the other form of fear-based power looked like, where somebody creates an illusion of being in control in order to convince people that they're powerful. So I saw other managers constantly trying to look like they were unavailable, trying to look like they had no weaknesses, always pinning the blame for their team's failures on their team members, um, rather than taking it themselves, showing no weaknesses, no gaps in their armor. They, 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 even the way they walked around, they looked physically bigger than other people. It was this weird, uh, kind of perception they created. And I remember I, my first ever boss in corrections was one of these types of leaders. She gave me the illusion that she was my boss. And then one day she set me up. She, she gave me a task to do. I can't remember the exact nature of it, but it was really outside of the box, kind of rule breaking. But she said, I got your back. You go do it. I went and did it, whatever it was, and it was a disaster. It didn't work out well. And I was called into a meeting with the higher-up manager and my manager. And they asked me, well, what happened to you? And I explained what happened. And I said, well, I thought, you know, I thought I was okay to do this. And my manager threw me under the bus. She said, I would never condone that kind of behavior. And there I was, just left high and dry to be grilled by the top manager, like I'd gone off the reservation and done something on my own without her approval when she had actually given me full support, at least in words. That moment made me decide, okay, that is not what power is. That's not leadership. All she's done now is created a rebellion inside me. I now want to overthrow her, which is essentially what I ended up doing. When I became a leader, I let my team see my weaknesses. It took me a while to build up to this, but I let them see my weaknesses. I proved myself to them through just proving myself to myself. This sounds a bit abstract, but we'll get into the details soon. The point being, I never had to worry about an uprising. I never had to worry about a coup, because I was one of them. They saw me as powerful within myself, and there was nothing to compete against. I was not taking any resources from them. I was not scaring them into following. Whereas other managers, I saw their teams constantly mutiny because eventually the shadows on the wall stop dancing, so to speak. Now, I know this is all really sort of high-level and abstract, and I want to get more practical. What I want to talk about is the realm of influence. This is a term that I've made up, or possibly unconsciously stolen from somebody else. And the realm of influence is the amount of things in your life that you can actually control. The realm the, the area in your life that you have total influence over whatever's in that area. That is your realm of influence. Everything outside of that is the realm of powerlessness. Now, the most conventional concept of power is people who can control that thing outside of their realm. So if I make other people do what I want, I am controlling something outside of my realm. Right? So... I cannot make someone do anything, but if I create the illusion that I've made someone do something, then I'm controlling something outside of my realm. And that's the kind of power that people are afraid of. They're afraid of someone who can use money or influence or physical strength to control something that they're technically not allowed to control, like somebody else's behavior or somebody else's mood. Yeah. Now, I can't control somebody else's mood. Even if I scare the shit out of them, it's still their decision 
to do something. So I must create an illusion that I made it happen in order to maintain power. Now, if I stay within my realm of influence, if I just control my own behavior and people are allowed to react to that however they say fit, then I have real power. Because even though things outside my realm of influence are going, let's say, in my favor, like my team is supporting me, I've never once told them that they have to do it. I've never once scared them into doing it. It's always been of their own free will, if there is such a thing. And that kind of power is impervious. Because people know they, if people know they can always leave you, and they choose to stay, then it's totally freely given power. Whereas if people only stay because they think you control them, that's doomed. Eventually there'll be an uprising. Now, when I talk about power, I'm not just talking about controlling people. Because what I'm really trying to get to here is the concept of freedom. Because when you're truly powerful, it doesn't matter if anybody follows you or not. It doesn't matter if you control anything outside of your realm of influence. Because you're totally free within your realm. And being in your realm is simply about where you focus. It's what you decide is important. This is the keystone factor here. If I decide that other people's behavior is the most important thing for me to control, and it's where I focus, then I'm constantly powerless, or waiting to be powerless, because I can't control somebody else's behavior. I can push and coerce and do the shadow dance on the wall, but eventually once they realize that they can control their own behavior, I'm fucked. They can turn on me in an instant, just like that. But if I'm focused on what's inside my realm, something that I can always control, like my reactions to other people, my uh, clinginess to my beliefs, my behavior, then no matter what anyone else does, they can't stop me. And I will always feel powerful. They can lock me up in prison, but if I can still control my own behavior, my own reaction to being locked up, I am untouchable. So powerful, always. As soon as I think I need to get out of this place, I become powerless. If someone imprisons me and I think, ah, oh, I need to get through this door that's totally locked and I've got no key, I become powerless. But if I think, hey, I've got to make the most of being in this cell, I'm totally powerful again. And essentially, all of us are in a prison of some kind. There is no such thing as an unrestricted life, is there? At the very least, we're all stuck to the earth with gravity. We're all imprisoned by the physical limitations of our body. And that's just the beginning. We are all imprisoned by the limitations of society, about physics. We're all imprisoned by our belief system as we are raised. We're imprisoned by a lot of things that we can't see, these invisible walls. So to try and control something outside of those walls is always going to leave us feeling powerless. But when we realize what's within the restrictions, that we can move, the pieces on the board that we're allowed to move and that we can move, always, that no one else can stop us from moving, then we get to remain powerful forever. Feeling powerful, feeling free. If you want to feel freedom, you have to be able to focus within your realm of power. Now, to stop sounding like I'm some Tony Robbins wannabe with this realm of power bullshit, let's talk about the practicalities. Here's what's outside of your realm of power. Money. Approval and fame and popularity. Sex and love from other people. Your health and your abilities and skills within that health range. 
and winning any kind of contest. These are the examples of things that while you think you can influence them, factors outside of your control can always uh, veto you. For example, I can be the best runner in the world, but if I trip up when I go to start that race, I'm done. I cannot win that race, no matter how good I am at running. If I catch an illness two days before the race, I will perform poorly, and that I cannot stop that from happening. I can be the richest guy in the world, and if somebody does some sort of bank fraud to fuck me over, I can't stop that from happening. If if the government goes broke and just decides to steal everyone's money like they did in Greece, I can't stop that from happening either. It doesn't matter how good I am at making money. I can't prevent certain things happening. I can't even predict them happening. So while I might be being, say, good with money might give me a lot of options, there's always that 1% unknown factor that can totally ruin everything. When the shadows on the wall stop dancing, I'm fucked. Approval, fame, love, sex. You know what we've seen in Hollywood lately is that no matter how famous and powerful and so on you are, one sex scandal and you're fucked. You lose everything. I mean, for me, the most significant one was a couple, but Kevin Spacey. I love that guy as an actor. You know, really. But as soon as I found out he's a fucking pedo, it's like, well, game over. Any power he had over me in terms of my awe for his acting ability, gone. If I was in a room with that guy, I would not look up to him now. Whereas I would have before that. His his illusion of control over me was shattered. And then there's another like another great example from this whole, the, the whole sex scandal concept was Louis C.K. Now, he's a comedian I've always loved for his honesty. And he's got a saying, he says, if you regret your past, it means you've improved. Or something to those effects. And, you know, he was done again for, for sexual misconduct behavior. And yet him, I haven't lost respect for. Now, what's the difference between him and Kevin Spacey? Well, he owned up to it, which is true to the nature of why I respect him. He's always been a very honest guy and very upfront about his weaknesses as a human. Now, we've all got a dark side. We've all got weaknesses. And when Louise was revealed, he stood up and accepted that. He took responsibility for it, and that's why he hasn't lost his power in my eyes. He can't control me, but he'll never need to. I look up to him out of my own free will of choice because he was powerful within himself. He's done things in his past that were regrettable, but he owns those things now. He hasn't tried to control me, whereas Kevin... uh, Kevin Spacey did the whole, well, I'm gay thing, as if somehow he's powerless to his behavior. He didn't take responsibility for it. And then he lost my respect. Where am I going with this? The realm of power, the realm of influence. What's inside that realm? Your behavior. The attempts you make. Your honesty about your intentions. The principles and values you want to live by. Your resistance to those things that challenge your principles and values. Not winning against them, but resisting. Losing, but losing well. You can't choose whether or not you get to win, but you can choose how you respond to a loss. These things are inside your realm of power. And when you focus on these things, you become powerful. I can compete in the running race, and if I focus on winning, I become powerless when I get sick. 
But if I focus on racing to the best of my ability on the day, then no matter how sick I am, I can still win for my own realm of power. I might lose the race, but I won't lose respect for myself, and as a result, people will maintain respect for me. You see this in the Olympics all the time. Somebody's running a race and they trip over. They were just, you know, they were destined for the fucking gold, but then some douchebag in the pack can't control his feet, trips over the winner, and he ends up, like, just totally bailing and wrecking his knee. And then the moment where he really wins is when he gets up and limps his ass over the fucking finish line. And the crowd remembers him more than they remember the gold medal winner. Why? Because he was running the race for himself, and in that moment he proved it. You get the same with somebody who trips up, and somebody stops. They give up their chance of winning to help the dude who tripped up. Their values are so important to them, they're willing to sacrifice a medal. That's the person who you'll give power to. Because they're already powerful. They don't need to take it from you. They don't need to beat you in the race for you to look up to them. They can lose the race and you look up to them. That's real power. And this is what I'm saying about power. Is ultimately freedom comes from living within that realm of focusing your attention. When you're in the middle of the race and somebody trips up in front of you and they look hurt, you focus your attention on what you can control. Instead of controlling the race by winning it, you decide to control your own behavior and live by the value of compassion by helping them. That's when you're powerful. That's when you chose Not to win the race in order to win the values game. To win your integrity. To be able to sleep at night. So many of you out there are focused outside of your realm of power and that is why you suffer. Because no matter how well you do, eventually that 1% uncertainty factor will fuck you. No matter how well you're doing financially, you can be doing financially still. And yet your total insecurity, knowing that that could all fall down at any second, prevents you from enjoying it. That is not power. That's powerless. Well, somebody who's like, hey, no matter what happens with my money, I will fight on because I'm determined and persistent. In fact, here, look, I'll give away my money just to prove it. That's a powerful person. That's a person who can't be fucked with. That's a person who doesn't need you to follow them, but you'll follow them anyway because they're fucking awesome. And that's the kind of person you want to be if you want to feel powerful all the time. The person who is willing to lose everything because that is the stuff that's outside of their realm. See, I'm willing to lose my money, my status, approval from others. At least I think I am. I try to as often as possible. Because I know my behavior, my values, my attempts, my resistance, my reactions. I can never lose those. They're always mine. They've always been mine. And here's the problem, if you focus outside of your realm, if you're trying to make more money and trying to make people like you and get laid and all that stuff that's outside of your realm of power, you'll often sacrifice what's inside it. You'll give up your values to make more money. You'll lose sight of what you really want to follow a career that's safe and secure, even though there is no such thing as safety. You know, you'll give up honesty in order to get laid. You'll lose yourself in trying to be powerful over others. And in doing so, you actually lose your freedom. I want to give you a great example here. I just had a session this morning uh, with a lady from the UK who's achieved everything that people usually want to achieve in terms of money. She's wealthy and uh, she could have passive income if she wants and doesn't have to work and so on. A lot of people look up to that. So she's achieved what looks like control of things outside of her realm of power. She's controlling wealth. Why did she come to me then? Because she's not happy. 
She's not satisfied. Now, why is she not satisfied? Because in trying to control money, she's lost track of what she really wants. When she was younger, she knew it. When she had nothing to lose, she just curiously explored and had adventures. She just did whatever the fuck she felt like doing and listened to her heart, as, as the saying goes. But as she became more and more attached to achievements and wealth and financial security like her parents and everybody else trained her to become attached to, she lost that curiosity. She lost that value and the behavior that goes with it. And her behavior be became controlled by the money. It's like that fight club saying, the things you own end up owning you. Well, the things you covet end up owning you. If you think sex with somebody else is important, it'll end up owning you. If you decide to focus on getting approval for others, from others, their approval will own you. If you decide that money is the most important factor and you must chase it, then that chase will own you and you'll lose what you really feel powerful doing. You'll only feel power in those moments when you win. As soon as you lose, the insecurity will drown you. You'll realize that the shadows are just dancing on the wall. You never really had power. You might think your business is working really well and then your internet dies and you can't run your business for a day because you need the internet to do it. And suddenly, like, all that power you thought you had just disappears. Like that. Instantly. You go, holy shit. If the internet dies, I'm fucked. I've got nothing if the internet died forever. And you feel like, oh, my friends love me and everything. I've got all this approval. I've got all this approval. And then one day one of your friends backstabs you and you realize, holy shit, they could all do that. Maybe they are already doing that. And all that power of approval you thought you had, poof, taken away. The shadows on the wall get lit up and they're gone. But if you're the kind of person who's been constantly seeking your own approval by living by values, someone backstabbing you does nothing to you. You're invincible to that. If instead of focusing on making money, you've been focused on living by your mission, trying to have an impact in a way that suits you, in a way that's true to your values, losing all your money is just a step on the path. It's, it's nothing. It's just a barrier to be overcome by more valued living. Somebody could come and steal every dollar you've got and you'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'll start again tomorrow. You wouldn't be totally devastated by the loss. See, devastation can only happen when you're focused outside of your realm. Because every now and then you just get that reminder that you do not really have any control. And that's what scares you. You've never really had control of anything outside of your realm. Other people's approval, money, sex, love, ability, health, achievements. You've never really had control. You may have had a good track record, right? You may have done particularly well for a while, but at any given time there can be a curveball that comes and just fucking clotheslines you, takes it all away overnight. Now nothing can do that if you're focused inside your realm of power. If your importance is given to your values, your behavior, your principles, your attempts, your resistance rather than winning, your reactions rather than your control, then nothing can ever take it away from you. Except for you. And that means you can always give it back to yourself. Being powerful simply means refocusing your attention and energy towards a point that's inside your realm of influence. And you've got the ability to do that every second of every day. Every second that you feel powerless, you can ask yourself, what thing outside of my realm of my influence am I focused on controlling? If you're stuck in traffic and you feel powerless and helpless, that frustrated, like, hot feeling, like, fuck, I'm going to be late. That means you're focused on trying to control the traffic. 
Fuck, you can't control the traffic. You can barely even participate in it. What you can control is how you behave while you wait in the traffic. You can control whether or not you choose to listen to a podcast or sit there banging your steering wheel out of frustration. You can choose whether or not you amuse yourself by waving and smiling at the other people stuck in traffic just to freak them out. Or sit there being grumpy about how you're going to be late. You get to make that decision. That's your power. And when you realize that you've always got the power to make that decision, and you can always make any situation work to your benefit in some way, shape, or form, then no one can ever take your power away. And when people see you being this way, they will respect it and they will follow. And they'll give you that leadership. You won't have to take it. So, at any point in time, if you want to regain your power, there's two questions to ask yourself. One, what are you currently focused on that's outside of your realm of influence? And two, how do you redirect that focus and energy towards something that's inside your realm of influence? As soon as you're able to answer that question with a behavior, you're instantly powerful, and you can do that again and again and again, no matter what your circumstances are. I don't care if you're a single parent with six kids. I don't care if you're in prison, locked down 23 hours a day. I don't care if you're tetraplegic. Okay, I do care about those things, but I, they're not excuses. They're not reasons to be powerless. I know right now there are people out there who are severely physically disabled in war-torn countries, and they probably have more internal power than I do. They probably feel more free than I do. Just as I know that there are rich, famous, king-of-the-castle type people out there who are less free than I am because they're so attached to those external trappings that I'm actually more powerful than they are. They're just powerful in an external shadows-on-the-wall sense. But they can be much more easily upset than I can. Making the most of your circumstances for your own growth and wisdom is power, and you always have the decision to do that. So next time you're feeling depressed or powerless, ask yourself those two questions and break through. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that was helpful for you. I hope some of you can go and find that freedom, which is what you're really looking for underneath all the shit you think you're looking for. And of course, if you want to take it to the next level and you really want some help in recognizing what freedom is, get in touch, dan at brojo.co.nz, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>